0: You know, there are times in our lives when we can genuinely sense that God is calling us to greater. It is in those seasons where we must shake off fear like never before. We can be going along with our lives, accomplishing things, and then we'll get this internal nudge or sense that more is required of us. Many of us, we wear a slew of hats. We have so many accountabilities, but the inkling we feel in that moment, that defining moment, it's that it is time for us to rise up and shift to purpose. Oftentimes, purpose is something that we sense with such grace and ease that we really don't understand what's on the other side of showing up to serve. When you get that nudge, Regardless of whether or not you think it's a big deal or even a big thing, you must know that God is trying to do something through you. He has someone else in mind to take advantage of you responding with obedience in that moment. And I think today you're going to hear from Erica and she is going to share with you what you should do when you sense that gentle nudge. Yes, it may call for you to make some changes and some shifts and perhaps even take on new roles and responsibility. But if you trust God in that season, when that nudge is tugging at you, chances are you will show up and be a phenomenal blessing. Now let's get into it. For the longest time, I secretly wanted more. I often found myself shrinking to fit in, settling for what was comfortable and even selling myself short. Once I finally accepted that we deserve success and we are blessed with the power to achieve it, I stopped playing small. I'm serious about building a life I love and you should be too. I'm Denise Taylor of denisetaylor.live and welcome to Embrace Your Power. I help women prioritize themselves, their success, and their happiness. Now let's meet this week's achiever whose story will inspire you to embrace embrace your power and go. Well, hey there, it's Denise Taylor. You know I am always, always, always excited to have you join me each and every week right here on Embrace Your Power. Now, this is the place where you can count on me To encourage you to build a life that you love. I believe that God is divinely inspiring you to something that will fulfill and satisfy you like no other. And when you get that nudge, if you simply would embrace your power, you truly can be, do, have, and achieve. Anything that you want. Now, whether you are listening to me on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or maybe you're even watching me on YouTube, I want you to know it is always my honor and privilege to welcome you right here each and every week. Now, I hope that you have taken the time to subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. And even more, I would love your feedback. So if you haven't taken time to rate, review, or even comment, do that so that I can know I am connecting with you. Now, this week's guest is one that is going to encourage us in purpose. When I think about purpose, I think of that thing that you just sense that God is calling you to do or accomplish. But even more than that, usually your purpose, your gift, that thing that just comes to you with grace and ease is going to spur and be a benefit in the lives of others. Ultimately, you're going to show up functioning in your gift and you are going to be a blessing. Now, when I think about that giftedness, it always reminds me of the success superpowers. And if this is your first time tuning in, I'm going to play them back so that you can be on the same page with me. The first success superpower is this. You have to see yourself successful, see yourself thriving in your gift, in that strength that comes to you so beautifully and so naturally when you see yourself successful then you can ultimately achieve that which you envision number 2 is shake off fear and that is usually where we stop once the doubts start to rise we cave in and back off the thing that we know we are being called to do that is why shaking off fear is so vitally important it's where you war against those thoughts in your mind of i'm not good enough i can't accomplish i can't do and you begin to affirm what god says about you he says you can do all things through christ number three is do the work listen the journey that you will take will come with responsibilities that you must do in this life journey and in a journey of purpose You have a role to play. You can't shrug your responsibilities. God is going to honor his commitment to you, but you got to show up doing your part. The beautiful thing is this. It comes with a promise. God said he will bless the work of our hands, but we have got to be diligent in doing something so that we position our work for him to bless. Number four is take care of you. In this journey of pursuing greatness and accomplishing the things that we are called to accomplish, we oftentimes sacrifice ourselves. I love the saying, don't set yourself on fire. We don't want to set ourselves on fire. We want to take care of us. The mantle of greatness and the responsibility that comes along with achievement is huge which means that we have to be prepared with strategies that will take care of us. And then finally, number five is hold fast to your faith. You're going to encounter obstacles. You're going to need to make choices and decisions. You're going to have to really dig in and be resolved and diligent to achieve. It's in those moments, those moments of difficulty that our faith becomes our hope we have to hold fast to hope. It is going to allow us to persevere. Now, what I love about my guest today is that she has given herself fully to purpose. She has been willing to make some really tough decisions in life to pursue that which she believes God is calling her to accomplish and do. Now, I love this saying that Erica has. and Erica is a purpose coach. She's an author. She creates courses and she is a speaker. But more than that, if you haven't tuned in yet, she is a prayer warrior. She has started showing up to bring prayer to life for women who are entrepreneurs. One of her phrases, and it's a mantra that I believe is powerful, says you are more than the roles you play. You are a woman with purpose. You see, our responsibility is more than a role. It is who we are. And when we give ourselves fully and we trust God to help us on the journey. Well, now we can accomplish some amazing things. Listen to this. In the midst of your everyday task of working, cooking, cleaning, taking care of family, have you ever stopped and asked or said to yourself, I know that there is more to me than this? That's where Erica found herself. And she began to make some defining moment choices that she could shift and see herself successful, she could shake off fear, do the work, she could take care of herself and hold fast to her faith as she blossomed in purpose. Let's check in with her now. I am so excited to have Erica with me today. She has made some huge defining moves in terms of her career, her role, and she is in hot pursuit of purpose. And um, in addition to that, I have tuned into her prayer call. And when I tell you she has a heart to serve and lead women who are pursuing their entrepreneurial journey into their greatness. God has planted her to do that um, in such a fantastic way. And so it's my pleasure to welcome Erica to Embrace Your Power um, as she shreds off these traditional roles and comes to the forefront with a heart to serve and love God. So uh, Erica, welcome and do me a favor and go ahead and introduce yourself. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Um, I just I love your podcast. I love everything you do. So thank you so much. Um, and like you said, I'm Erica Davenport. Um, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, um, and I, I'm owner of She Pursues Purpose. And really, as a purpose coach, I help women to identify their God-given gifts so that they can fulfill their purpose through entrepreneurship. So, as you mentioned, like I'm a God girl. I love all things God, all things Jesus. And so it's just my mission to really um, empower and equip women with the practical and the spiritual tools that they need to fulfill their purpose and, and, you know, just walk in the calling that God has for them. I love that. I'm a God girl, because that proclamation just is a heart of surrender. Right. When you can label yourself with God, you are in a fantastic place, hooked up with the right one. I would say, have you tell me about your Christian journey? Have you been like in church all your life? What did that journey look like for you? It's so crazy how God will set you up because I'm not a girl who grew up in church at all. Like my mom didn't take us to, I didn't grow up in church, but in high school is where I first got introduced to church. One of my friends at the time, her grandmother um, went to church and we just started to go with her grandma. Right. And that still wasn't like my walk with God. Like that was just my introduction to church. And then as I began to, Um, get older and have kids. It's like, I think I got saved and baptized with when I was pregnant with my first son, but God really had just had this, this whole system set up for me to be saved before I really recognized what was going on. Like, I remember driving, like, why am I always thinking about God? And I'm not saved, but I'm like, why am I always thinking about God? And when I reflect on that, I realize how he had been pursuing me, right? He had marked me, he had been pursuing me from the very beginning. And so he planted a seed of faith through a friend. And from there, it just kind of, you know, grew until I'm, until I got to this place that I'm at, but I definitely didn't, I didn't start there. That's awesome, because oftentimes we think that when our when young people are in high school, that that's a time that they walk away from it. But that's when God drew you in. And I also love the boldness of your friend and her family to be like, hey, girl, let's go to church so that you could at least get introduced to something that was new for you. And I agree with you, when God is setting you up he kind of woos you right in. And that's exactly what it sounds like he did. I think the innocence of you just wanting to have a relationship has been part of what maybe caused it to blossom like it did for you. So tell me when it started to come alive and you knew, hey, I sense a calling, what was that experience like for you? It's so crazy because when I first started off, again, it was like, you know, you're not always aware of what he's doing. And so for the longest, I began to, I was still going to the club, right? I was still living my life, but then I would go to church, but it just began to be this thing where we just developed a relationship. You know, it's just, you know, I grew up, not in church, but my aunts on my dad's side, they're strong and big in their faith. And so sometimes I would talk to them and it led to me ultimately going to a church that my aunt went to and I grew there and I joined that church. And it's just like, the more you get to know him, he increases this hunger in you, but you don't even really realize you're hungry, right? But he's feeding you and, and just- I don't know, watering this, this seed that he planted long ago. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how it started for me. And then, of course, there are times where trials and tribulations, because of high school, I had that seed planted when things start to happen. Like, you know, with my first son, um, my husband and I at the time, we weren't married. And so I went through being a single mom for a time. Right. So that sometimes can draw you closer to that. Um, later on in my life, I lost my mom. And so that was also some of those seasons where he showed himself in a way that I didn't know, right? I didn't know him to be a healer until I needed healing. I didn't know him to be a provider until I was a single mom trying to figure things out. And so it was just this journey that he was more consistent in than I was even realizing that he was in, right? Like it was just my life. But when I look back, it's like, wow, God really Sustained me he kept me he was teaching me and leading me and pursuing me um this whole time so I don't have a defining moment, right, where it was like, oh, you know, I'm saved. And all of it was just something that's evolved over time. And, and now that I know who I am through him, it's like, oh, yeah, it's just me and you. And this is this is what we do. We serve and we push your kingdom. Yeah. So what's interesting is while you may not have had one in that journey, you certainly made a choice for a defining moment here recently in your life. And in that moment of surrender, right, where you really showed up and you're like, God, I trust you and I'm all in, you made some choices to change your life. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I think that's where it really started going back to losing my mom, but I become this wife. I'm I'm a Mother, I'm a wife. And during that season, I lost my identity, right? It's like I found who I was, but then I I lost my identity. And so I remember just being in my room, like, what am I here for? Like, yeah, I'm a good mom. And yeah, I've come a long way. And yes, I'm saved. And yes, I'm a great wife. But I know that there's more like I know that. And I don't know what that is. So I just started to ask God. I remember reading First Corinthians um, 12 about the gifts. And so, you know, I'm like, God, what have you given me? that I can give to your people, right? Like, what can I do? What is my purpose? And it it was in that personal pursuit of my own purpose that I realized that God had really been equipping me and preparing me to help women just like me, right? Women who knew despite having a, a degree, despite having a great job, despite being a wife and a mom, we were more than that, right? Like, and there was something more for us to do yeah that's part of my calling and part of my purpose but there was a gap and there was something that I knew that was missing and so as I grew closer to him he began to show me that okay yes you are a wife yes you are a mom but yes you are called to build my kingdom to help women um, pursue their purpose you are called to make me known and so that's when it's like okay when I really accepted and embraced my call greater than my roles is where I really just was like, okay, I'm all in, this is what I'm, you know, I know what I'm called to do. Um, And that's when eventually, you know, last year I quit my job because I knew, I grew close enough with God to know that this is what I was supposed to do. Although it was scary and all the things, right, like, but he had convinced me over time um, and when you know who you are in Christ and when you know what you're here to do, like, it comes with this confidence that You know, doesn't even it doesn't even matter. Like you you can do it in spite of being afraid. Right. Like he he began to show me how to do things and how to move with the fear because I had the confidence in who I am in him. Mm, that's so dope. So I love your mantra. And it's obvious that you're all in on it when you talk about pursue purpose and build wealth. I want you to unpack a little bit of that for me, like define what you mean by purpose and define what you mean by wealth. Yes. So purpose to me, there's there's two layers to purpose to me, right? We all have a universal purpose and that is to know God and to make him known. And I believe that it's through our gifts through the talents, through the strengths, through our stories, is our unique ability to make him know. So this is, this is purpose, right? It's the ultimate goal of knowing God, but then it's through our gifts and through our stories and through our experiences that we're able to make him known, right? It's through our gift of teaching and speaking and all of those things. And so that is purpose. Purpose is the reason that something exists, right? Purpose solves a problem. Purpose meets a need. And so I tell women all the time, like, we have, it's, it's almost multidimensional, right? We have this universal purpose. We serve purpose as mothers. We serve purpose as wives, but we also serve purpose in the world for his people. And so when that is the pursuit we're after, right? To, to feel our purpose in all the ways and all the roles that he has us, uh, he wants us to serve. And then wealth to me is not just about money, right? But wealth is about um. the the joy, the peace, the fulfillment, the meaning, the things that the fruits that he died for us to have, right? Of course, wealth includes, you know, the, the ability to have financial freedom and live a way that God designed for us to live, but wealth is bigger than money. And so I believe they go hand in hand. When we are pursuing purpose, when we are doing the things and being the things that he's called us to do, we have fulfillment, we have meaning, we have joy, and we bring in profit, right? Like we have all these different things. So to me, that's one plus one equals two, you know, and my goal is to show women that you can, you can live in your gifts, right? You can do the things that you love to do. And you can have wealth, you can have financial wealth, you can have mental wealth, you can have spiritual wealth, doing the things that God has created you to do. So, you know, I want to just go to the simplistic, right? Because I feel like sometimes we gloss over where many people find themselves. When Mm -hmm. I was looking at your website, I saw this statement and it stuck out to me. And I really think it speaks to the heart of where people are. Mm -hmm. You said, I know what it feels like to wake up each morning wondering what you were born to do. And so when you think about where you were at that time in your journey and your quest, what were the specific things that you began to execute and do that helped you go after understanding purpose for you more when you found yourself in that season? I get that question all the time. And it's so funny. Um, because I don't have a step-by-step method, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what I did first, my, my defining moment for purpose literally was 1 Corinthians and 12 when he talked about the different spiritual gifts. And Paul tells us that we have gifts, we're gifted to serve the body, right? And so literally my first question is, what can I do? What can I do to serve God's people? I didn't even say the world and that's the difference. And that's the difference between being successful in a business versus being successful in your purpose. There are many successful people with successful businesses who are not in their purpose. So for me, it's like, God, what can I do? What skills, what talents, what abilities do I have that will build your body that will make you know, that will point people to you. And that was the beginning of, okay, then I started a self-exploration journey. I call it like my own spiritual retreat right at home. Mm-hmm. I did everything that I could do to, A, be inspired, right, by other women, by other women of faith. I was going to different um local events and business events and just really trying to figure out. But then I really got deep in purpose. And at the time, I wasn't sure that purpose was my lane, but I knew I needed to discover what mine was. So I really began to go deep into purpose um, and and follow people whose ministry was purpose. Miles Monroe, he was like instrumental in me learning about purpose and things like that. But I really believe that once you get the faith part, knowing your God part down, the next step is really to know yourself because we lose ourselves in our roles. You know, we lose ourselves in the things that we do every day as a mom and a wife, and we forget what I forgot. What what I like to do before I had to, before I had to do all the things right. I began to go back to okay, Erica, what brings you joy? Like. What do you enjoy doing? What did you do if you didn't have to cook, clean and run kids around and do all that? What would you be doing? And really began to explore what you can do that brings you joy first. See, sometimes people think it starts with like external, but I tell everybody its purpose is really internal. You have to know yourself, right? And so I went back to doing the things that I forgot I like to do. I forgot I like to read. I forgot I like to write, you know, just, just simple stuff. I just wasn't making time for. And then that's how She pursued Purpose began to evolve. It started off as a blog, right? Because I knew I liked to write. I knew I liked to read and I knew I liked to encourage people. So I literally put that together. I started a blog and it evolved into all the all the things that, you know, I didn't know it was going to evolve to. But I think that's really the secret, you know, to really first understand that your gifts are not for you. Right. So get the mentality and get the mindset that yes, I have these gifts, but God has given these gifts for me to use to serve other people. I benefit, right? Like I benefit from it, but ultimately the gifts that we have is to give away, right? Passion is some of the things we like to do for us. I love to sing and I love to dance, but that is not my gift, okay? Like I can do it in the shower, but that's about it. The gifts, you know, is this thing that comes so natural to me that other people benefit from it. And so that's really the journey that I began to take. You know, it is incredible because you're right. It it flows with grace and ease when you begin to operate in it and the byproduct is you do experience satisfaction and fulfillment from it in a way that the worldly sense doesn't give it to you. And I love how you said Okay, we're called to serve, but it's within this context. Right. Because it's in the context of serving God and serving his people and serving his purpose and community and his kingdom that we ultimately get that fulfillment back that is empty. Until we find it. And I think so many people are looking for it in the world context that they don't begin to understand the fulfillment piece, the satisfaction piece is hooked to really serving within the kingdom. And I do think that what you tapped in there is a silver lining. You know, I had personally measures of success in a lot of things and I am gifted and talented to do a lot, but it wasn't until I wrapped it within my purpose in the kingdom, like you described, that I began to get a sense of fulfillment and satisfaction like I didn't have before. And I know personally for me, when that shift happened, The old way that I used to be satisfied, it didn't fit anymore, right? You know, it used to be about job performance, and it used to be about what was I able to achieve within my career. And when I went back to it, I was like, it's almost like you, when you taste baked chicken done better, the old way just don't taste as good. And you'll be like, oh, this isn't as good as I thought it once was. And that's kind of how I felt once I experience satisfaction serving within my God given purpose versus what my strengths and skills and abilities could do, and so I can relate to that a hundred percent. Yeah, and I think too, just not to leave out, I know it, it's it's about the focus and the intent, right? Because my focus is to serve God's people, right, His His kingdom, and to build His kingdom, but the intent is to show the world, you know, how we operate so that they can get curious and come in, right? So that they can say, so it's not that we're excluding non-believers, right? But I understand just like when Jesus came, he had a target audience, right? It was the Jews that he was like, these are the people. But at the same time, I have an intent for the Gentiles. And that's kind of how we operate, right? Like. I know that I'm giving my gifts to build up the kingdom, but I also know with that some people are going to come across my um, my prayer line who who don't know God. But because because of me operating in my authentic gifts, they may be you know, that may be the lane for them to come to know God, because remember, the whole goal is to know him and make him known. Right. So I'm not making him known to the people who already know him. Right. So I'm serving those people and I'm understanding that my gifts are to build his kingdom. But I also understand that it's his strategy to bring all people in and to make himself known through us to all people. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about your five commandments to pursuing purpose. I love the whole uh, play on commandments and in the way that you've outlined them. I think that that is very powerful. The first one says, know thy God. And if you set that up, help us to understand that commandment. That commandment is all about faith, right? And our foundation. I believe that in order to know your God-given purpose, you have to know the God that gives the purpose, right? And so this is all about, this is the foundation of everything that we do. Like this is how I was able to discover my God-given gifts because I went to the god that gives the gifts. And so when I say know Thy God, this is the, the foundation for what we do, our faith, our identity, understanding who we are in him and what he says that we are versus what the world say or what we think we should be and all those sort of things. So that's all about faith being our foundation. And the next one is know thyself. Help us understand more about that one. Yes, the self is all about what we talked about Discovering who you are, right? Outside of what you do, there's such a difference. And sometimes we confuse that. But knowing yourself is all about being on this relentless, unapologetic journey to know who you are as an individual, right? So it's about self-discovery, self-awareness, self-care, right? All the things self. We cannot fulfill our purpose and not know who we are. We cannot minister to the other needs of people and not minister to ourselves. We cannot pour from an empty cup, right? We hear that all, all the time. So knowing thyself is really understanding your story because oftentimes this is where people mispurpose. They don't understand that clues to your purpose are hidden like from the beginning, your childhood, right? What are the things you love to do? And so I take even my clients on this journey of their childhood. Like you have to just know not even who you are, but who you were, right? Because that impacts, you have to know where you are. Um, You have to know where you're from where you're coming from in order to know where you're going. So this is a commitment to be a lifelong learner of yourself and to continue to develop and invest in yourself um, because you can't have it, you can't pursue purpose and not know who you are. You know, it's interesting because I will tell you, as I recently made some transitions and shifts myself from a career standpoint, this was the one that probably was the hardest hurdle because we co-mingle what we do with who we are. And when you decide that you are going to walk away from what you believe gave a lot of definition to you, you better be willing to take a soul journey to search out more about who you are without that. That journey is incredible. And I think one of the end results for me was I began to realize that I made that thing. It didn't make me. And for the longest time, I had it twisted in my mind thinking that it was, it gave me significance. It gave me power when in reality, I brought all the magic to it. Right. And wherever I am, that's where the magic is also. And until you're willing to take that journey to know yourself, not your title, not your role, not even your skills or what you could do, but really earnestly know yourself, you sometimes don't have a clear picture of really who you are. That's right. And that's the thing like, you know, with with even a job, a great job, I tell you can lose your job, right? And if you don't know who you are, when you lose your job, you can lose your identity, right? Like your do is not your who you have to know who you are, because you can, you can lose a job, you can lose a title, but you can't lose your gifts. You can't lose your identity unless you don't know who you are. And that's why it's so important that we're constantly learning. And that's why I'm such a huge advocate for therapy, right? Not because you always have to have trauma, but it helps you to understand who you are, why you think the way you think, how you process, how that can benefit other people, right? And so it's so important. And I feel like that's the part especially as women that we leave out, like we're so willing to pour into other people, but don't take that time to pour and to be one with ourselves. So that's, that's really, um, really good that you brought that up because you can lose your identity in these, in these jobs, and these roles. And even if they're great, but it's just not who you are. Exactly. Exactly. So the next uh, commandment is know thy neighbor. Help us understand that one. Yes. To me, this is all about community, right? This is about Not only, um, you know, building a community and, and being a part of a community, but also knowing what parts of the community that you're called to serve, right? I tell people all the time, your gifts, your skills, your abilities, your story is connected and attached to somebody else. Like you were called when it comes to serving, you were called to serve a specific group of people and that's connected to who you are, connected to your story. And so know your neighbor is all about serving and helping people in your community, people in in, you know, the lane that you're going to be in. This is all about from a business um, aspect, I teach my women like this is about the connections and the collaborations and pitching yourself. So that's kind of twofold as well. That's awesome. And what about plan thy work? Uh, Once you know your guy, once you know who you are, once you know who you're called to serve now it's time to plan your work. Now it's time to begin to strategize. How am I going to serve my guests? How am I going to fulfill my purpose? How am I going to walk into the thing that God has called me to do? You know, we're told to count the cost before we build our house. This is us counting the cost, right? This is us not just jumping out here, right? But we're creating a strategy. We're creating a plan so that we can do the good work that God has called us to do. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's a step that, quite honestly, a a lot of people stumble over. Um, It's interesting because I'm working with a client who is doing some fantastic things and we had to kind of pause so that we could begin to plan. Right. Um, And I know when you have skill set and ability to make things happen, we jump in and we just start working and we that's the hustle. That's the grind. And I will tell you, when you can get to the point where you're planning, you will see things smoothed out for you. And so um, it's not a practice that I will say I'm religious about doing, if if I could say it that way. But I do see the benefits of it now that I'm in a position where I help people to accomplish different things is if we can plan it out, we can execute better. Speaking of which, work that plan is the next one. So tell us about that one. That's all about execution, right? Once we have a once we have a plan and a strategy and an idea in place, this is all about implementing and execution, right? Um, in the beginning of my journey, I was what I called an information hoarder. I took all the classes, I did all the courses, but I wasn't implementing, right? Like I even had the ideas, wrote it on a whiteboard, but it's like I wasn't implementing. And that's often another step where we can become stuck. And procrastinate. We're so busy still planning and trying to figure things out that we're not executing, right? I tell people God had a seven day plan for creation. He planned it out first and then he said, let there be, right? There was this strategy that he had. And so that's the mindset of, okay, I have a starting place, understanding that purpose evolves, right? Things grow, but I have a plan in place and now I'm going to execute what I have in place. That's awesome. Yeah, I love the analogy um, with what God did because he set it up that way. And the interesting thing, he started right there, right? He let us know that he was working out his plan. Now, how did the prayer line come about? You know, how did... How did all of your steps and everything that you were doing and executing morph into the prayer line? And tell us about it, just in case someone is not familiar. Yes. So my prayer line, we meet every Thursday morning, 730 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on my YouTube channel, which is Erica Davenport. But it started. um, This was like God gets all the credit. Right. Like I was doing. For a while, I have been going to a prayer call um, through Saved in a City, who I love. It's another great ministry for women. And when I was on their call one morning, I heard God clear as the day say, start a prayer call. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay. And so um, it started off on. Just doing the conference calls, I got a line through a free conference line and I was just sending out emails to my uh, community like, hey, we're just going to do this prayer line. And then it has just evolved, right? When I began to think about um, impact, you know, it's like, like, wow, I'm really on to something with this. It's, it's not nothing I, I've always prayed. I've always like wrote things, right? And so as I began to just really step out and do this thing, the feedback that I was getting, I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't know, right? I didn't know this is this is what this was gonna be. And so um that's really just how it started. God told me to start this prayer line. It started off just on a on a conference call where we're calling in every morning. And then I just began to, you know, talk to my friends and we was like, How can we get this thing to go further, faster? It's like everybody's on YouTube. Um, we thought about doing the podcast. So it's like, This is another way, but it has really been um, a component of my business that I did not plan for. I did not see. But as a result, it has led to clients. Right. People's like, I'm on this prayer call. I signed up for your prayer call. And I want to be coached, right? So it is just become this component of business that it was not part of my strategy, definitely part of his. And it's it's just been beautiful. Like it's it's been beautiful, um, not only for the people in my community, but for people who are not in my community, right? I've gotten there's been results, spiritual salvation results, you know, from some people being on this line and and really just being touched by the by the word of God. And so I'm very grateful, but it was just, again, one of those things where I was obedient and did it. I'm like, okay, Lord. Yeah. And that's exactly where I was going to go with it because oftentimes uh, when God drops something that seems as simplistic as that, we discount it, we make excuses, we push it away. You could have never imagined how pivotal your obedience in that moment really was for where you sit today. And you looked at it as just prayer. God looked at it as a door, a door of opportunity, a door of outreach, a door of impact that he was opening up up for you. And that's why it's such a great reminder to be obedient in the small things, right? Because we really don't know what he has in store. And if we can just do, the thing he is saying do now. He has the next things in mind, you know, like lined up for you in mind for you. Um, And he has a plan with it that you could not conceive because I'm sure you would have never thought, oh, this is going to help grow my business. Now, I don't want to say that prayer doesn't help grow your business. That's not what my message is at all. But this is a Pivotal part of your entire strategy now, and it's laced with grace. It's laced with prayer, which adds a different component. And so, I want to celebrate just that moment of obedience because, even though it seems insignificant, it was huge. It was a huge turning point for you. It was, and it's so crazy because that's the thing. Sometimes you know we can be slow as his children, right? Because. It just recently I did a personal exercise, knowing thyself, I'm journaling because it takes a lot to do these prayer lines, right? It takes a lot of work that I didn't recognize it would take. And just to note, because of my lifestyle with God, I didn't I already had a, this routine in place of having my a morning routine with God, right? So this wasn't the prayer line, isn't something that I created. I'm trying to okay. I was already in the word in my morning in the mornings, journaling the word and praying. I already had like during COVID, I started this whole just routine with God where I got up and it became this lifestyle, right? It I became hungry for it. And in this, he began to give me all of these revelations. So when he told me to start the prayer call. I had stuff, right? Revelations and ahas and all these things in my journals, not realizing that I could, that was going to be used for the prayer line, right? Like it started off just as my personal growth and my personal time with God. And it's still a discipline that I have. I still get up every morning and I'm reading, I'm praying, and I'm journaling. So the content really. Is me journaling, now I can conduct it, I can construct it in a way for the people. And sometimes it's for me, and sometimes it's for the people. The things that's for the people is what go on the prayer line. But it just started, again, from knowing thy God and knowing thyself. I know that I need to live a lifestyle of serving, learning, and growing in God. I like to journal. I process through journaling, knowing myself. And as a result, he could say, start a prayer line And the content comes easy it takes time right but it comes easy because it's what we've already processed in my private time and so yes it took a lot of time um but he just i really just kind of accepted and embraced how important this is to my business because like you said not to downplay prayer but it's like ah i started a business You know, like I started a business and this prayer line takes up a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of work that I didn't know that it was going to do, even moving into a space for greater impact. That requires more time. And now I got to record these videos and I got to do all of this stuff. And, you know, I got to hire people on my team, all of the things. But, you know, now I have I understand his strategy. And that's the difference when God is our CEO, like he tells us what to do and we just follow that. And sometimes it's resistance and confusion. But he's showing me, you know, that we can lead with faith. We can lead with prayer and we can still be profitable in our purpose. That's so good. You know, one of the things that I consider an honor is being a part of your expansion strategy. And so when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about how the podcast services that are offered through Podcast Prep has been able to partner with you to expand the vision and message of your prayer, call, ministry, vision, whatever the right name of it is. Now, if you're like me, you are loving this conversation that Erica and I are having. It is stocked with so many nuggets of how to navigate life and be all woman all the way. I love how Erica has embraced her purpose, how she is pursuing it with all diligence and how she is now rising up to help others do the same. You know, part of this fits right in line with my whole message around embracing your power and go. And even more than that, I have had the opportunity to work with Erica on her podcast message. You see, the prayers that she is uh, lifting her voice to share weekly on her prayer uh, calls are now being made available on the podcast networks. That's what I love about how we can lift our voice and we can lift it in our purpose. It was such a pleasure to be able to partner with Erica on her podcast journey for sure. You see, the way that she leverages podcast prep, we have managed to fit it in to the vision that she had to further her voice for prayer and purpose. I love lifting voices and man, in this case, we get a chance to permeate prayer. Now, if you sense that God has called you to accomplish something big and your voice is a part of that, I would say to you, you should consider a podcast. It allows you to establish a platform for your mission where you can show up so strong and bright within it. Podcast Prep is a program where we come alongside you and help bring your vision to pass. There's no classes, there's no cohorts, there's no even recorded content for you to figure it out on your own. We lock arms with you and bring that vision to pass. And so if you're interested in launching your podcast, I welcome the opportunity to talk more about with you about your vision. Now, let's get back with Erica and wrap up this great conversation. So now that we're back, let's dive a little bit more. One of the ways that I thought was really powerful was the vision you had around using the content, the messages that you already had to light up other channels. And here's what I mean by that. When you and I got connected, you're like, Denise, I have so many great calls saved. And I really would like to use those in the podcast network's so that I could expand and further my reach. And I love the vision of that, right? Because a lot of times people think, oh, I have to start up something new. But I love the fact that you're like, God has already blessed me with so many significant messages that have been impactful. How do we take those and leverage those out across the podcast networks? And so today I'm really excited because we this week are celebrating the launch of the podcast that comes along to expand the vision of your prayer ministry. So now unpack all of that for us. But I'm I'm just so excited to be a part of your team. Thank you. I'm so grateful to have you. It's such a blessing. And yes, like way back when, you know, God gives us this vision. But we have to understand that some parts of the vision is for an appointed time, right? And so I decided long ago, way before the prayer call, that I wanted to do a podcast, right? But then things got busy, life got busy. And I'm just like, eh, you know, it was one of those things that was pushed to the side. So as I'm doing this prayer line and as it's growing and as I'm getting all this great feedback, I'm like, this good stuff. And like you said, I need to be able to go further, faster. I need to be able to reach more people. Everybody's not on YouTube. Everybody's, you know, not able to show up at this time. I want people to be able to binge listen. And so that's where the, that's where I was reminded of my desire to do a, to have a podcast. And it was almost like, a no brainer, right? Because it's not requiring me right now to create additional content or anything. I'm repurposing, you know, the the things that I already have done, the, the ways that I've already served. And this is just another avenue by which we can reach people and serve people. And so I was so grateful when you said yes to me, right? You have made this process very Easy And it relieves when you are a business owner, there's so many moving parts, right? And so when you can trust somebody with your vision and your baby, and someone who is aligned with what you're doing, it makes it it just really makes it a no brainer. So I'm super, super excited to, you know, have this new podcast. Planet and purpose, and you and your team is behind it all. Like it is, I'm super excited. So, you know, what's exciting for me, and this is the key, and you kind of alluded to it before. When you are owning your business and there's so much to do, it distracts you from what I like to call the zone of genius. Mm -hmm. Your zone of genius is the morning times, it's the journaling, it's the downloads, it's the ministry. And when you start talking about having to set this up and write this and post this and do this, can you do it? Yes, you can do it, but it takes away from you being able to anchor in on the zone of genius. And that is when I believe you begin to accelerate is when you bring the right people in at the right times and you're like, okay. What really needs my hands? What really needs my attention? What really needs my creativity? And who can I build around me to do the things that I don't directly need to put my hands on? And seeing you get to the point where you can recognize that and then be a part of the vision that you trust with that, I consider it an honor too. Now I will tell you, joining the prayer call that's good stuff. Like it's gonna edify you if you are an entrepreneur, if you are a woman and you are seeking purpose and you are trying to execute in the vision and calling that God has given you, it is perfect. The YouTube channel is perfect for playbacks, but being able to light up around the world in the podcast networks for people who are podcast listeners This is really going to change the game because your prayers are so targeted and sometimes people don't know what to pray. They don't know where to go and being able to tap into this portion or arm of ministry work that you're doing is going to really change the game. And so I celebrate you today as you roll out yet another channel for your Powerful words in ministry to be lifted Thank you, I absolutely it. absolutely. all right, so around these parts, we believe in building a life that you love without apology. We anchor in on life, love, and the pursuit of happiness, and so I like tapping into wisdom, so let's go for yours. The first one is this: What's your life wisdom? What would you tell your younger self about life if you could? I think I would tell myself um, to really be intentional about enjoying the enjoyable moments, right? Like sometimes when we're building and and growing and doing all the things, we kind of let life pass us by, right? And things just get so busy. And um, I would tell my younger self, because I'm sure I missed some moments where I just could have sat in it and enjoyed it and let it be what it was instead of going to the next thing. So that's definitely something I'm more intentional about now, but that would be what I would tell my younger self i think that's a a good one because i know for me i'm in a season where i feel like god is like calm down girl you know um where i find i'm finding joy in taking walks i'm finding joy sitting on the bench in the breeze just blowing and not being in the hustle and bustle of what's the next thing to do what's the next place to be but really finding the calm and so i can relate to that right being present in the moment moment and not always being so uptight about everything because it used to be a period where I'd be like pick that up move that here a <laughs> little practice but I've definitely loosened up absolutely and even my girls they were like well I know I know and I was like it's okay it's all right you know I'm just not as uptight as I used to be and so I can relate to that life wisdom for sure all right love wisdom what would you tell your younger self about love if you could? I would tell my younger self um, to learn to love myself first, right? Like, I think we make mistakes in relationships and decisions um, because we don't really love ourselves. And I'm such on this deep self-love journey right like and I think when you truly know yourself and love yourself you attract the people you know who can know and love the real you right because if you're not whole and you're not complete then it's likely that you're going to attract someone that's not necessarily you know that doesn't really have the capacity to know the real you because you don't know the real you and so I think you know when it comes to love it's just taking that time to love yourself first, because not only will you be loved better, but you can love better, you know? So. Absolutely. That's, that is such a great nugget because we definitely attract what we give off. And if you're looking like, wow, why does this always seem to be hmm yeah. you need to go back and really do some self-examinations now I will tell you Erica I am intrigued about your date days <laughs> yeah my uh, day. yes so tell us about your date days pause on my questions because <laughs> I do think that that fits in with this whole perspective of love yourself it absolutely does love yourself and knowing yourself and this is something that Um, I was taught by default. Right. It's not like I didn't wake up like this, but it's through, you know, ups and downs of marriage. Right. Ups and downs of life that I realized, like, Erica. Can't nobody love you and bring joy to you. Anything that a human can bring you is extra, right? But it's your perspective. It's your time with yourself. It's what makes you feel good that helps you to show up as a better mom and show up as a better wife. And so I've committed Fridays. I call it my day Fridays where I date myself, right? Yes, I date my husband. Yes, my husband buy me flowers, but I date myself and I buy me flowers because I love me, right? I didn't always know me. I didn't always love me. And so now I look forward to dating me. I look forward to taking that time. And sometimes that just may be going to a movie or it something simple, but something that makes me feel good, something that rejuvenates me, that refreshes me. And I like trying new things with me. And so it's just another way of of loving myself and being committed to, to me, right? And setting the standard for me, like, I love me, you got to love me. And so it's really all about, again, just loving myself and, and remembering that anything that comes from a human is extra. And I appreciate it more, but I don't need you to be happy. I don't need a human to be happy. I don't need you can make me happier. (laughs) Right. But um, it's just one of those things where it, it helps me too, because sometimes I am, a, I can get short, you know, we got all the things to do. And I realized like, Erica, you low on your self-care, just stop. Cause I can go and go and go and go. And so it just kind of helps me. It just pours my cut back up for real. Like, it just really helps me to rejuvenate and just, step away, take off all the hats and do something that makes me feel good. I I think it's powerful. And it also, especially because you are in a boy home, right? You surrounded by me. (laughs) I think it actually teaches them that they have to prioritize you too, your yes. time, Absolutely. your needs. It teaches them uh, that particular value because you like my husband is surrounded by girls. You're surrounded by boys. Right. And I think that you being able to steal away and, you know, not necessarily saying y'all figure it out, you know, because you are coming back by the end of the day but it's still this is your protected time for you to take care of you and I just I just love that I love that example and so please keep showing it because it's messages that people need absolutely so finally the last wisdom is this what's your happiness wisdom what would you tell your younger self about happiness if you could kind of to piggyback off of what we just talked about it took me a while to understand that I'm responsible for my own happiness. You know, I used to want my husband to make me happy. You know, I wanted situations and circumstances to make me happy. And I kind of got some tough love and learned that really I'm I'm the one, right? People can contribute to the happiness I already have. People can contribute to the joy I already have, but that's a choice I get to make, right? Nobody gets to make that for me. And so that is what i would tell my my younger self like girl you you're responsible you know can't there's not another person who can make you they can add to it but they can't make you happy that's a choice that's an intent that's a focus that you have to do that's awesome so eric i want to say to you it's a privilege to partner with you, to bring your vision, your God-given vision to pass. I want to encourage you to keep your heart and your ear open to him. Just as, as much as he has given you a whisper to say prayer, he will give you more. He will give you more in your quest to build wealth and Um, Just continue to be available to him. It's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful to see you serving and committed to Uh, what he's called for you to do and be example wise for us in this season. And so thank you so, so much. Uh, Really quickly tell everyone how they can get connected. And I'm going to make sure that I celebrate the podcast um, on social media. We'll put all the links in the uh, show notes, but let everybody know how they can get connected with you. Yes, I am on social media. She pursues purpose. Facebook and Instagram. My YouTube is my first and last name, Erica Davenport. You can also subscribe to the prayer line. Um, the best way is the Bitly link: bit, Bitly dot purpose prayer line. Um, but yeah, I'm on social media. My website is shepursuespurpose.com, which that will be updated and changed, but that is still going to be my website. So um, yeah, I'm available through all avenues. Absolutely. And I always love to say that success looks good on you, but it looks beautiful on you, my Thank dear friend. You. Thank you. Well, that's it, beautiful. Thank you for tuning in. Don't ever forget that you are truly blessed with life, love, and all the happiness your heart can hold. Be relentless in building a life you love without apology. I'm Denise Taylor, and you can always find me in our free Facebook community. It's Embrace Your Power easy to find. Now be sure to rate and review this podcast and share it with a friend and make sure you subscribe so that we can stay connected each week. And remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear. He gave us power. So be sure to always embrace your power and go.